0: This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz went to Memphis and did exactly what a one-seed
1: should do. Late in games, they closed out victories. Now leading the series three games to one, they return home for Game 5 on Wednesday, a 7.30 tip-off with
0: pregame shows starting at 6.30 on
1: the Zone Sports Network. <laughs>
0: When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Now through June 13th, get up to $70 reward card on select Michelin, BF Goodrich, or Uniroyal Tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's jump out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, of course, our good friend, a longtime Jazz assistant coach. He's the one and only coach, Gordie Chiesa.
3: Coach, how are you? Guys, I'm doing well. Thank you.
2: Hey, Coach, uh, it's not, uh, you know, uh, the, the most positive place to start, but I uh, feel like we need to talk to you about uh, Mark Eaton. uh passed over the weekend uh, at the age of 64. You coached him uh, for a long, long time, and just uh, curious to get uh, your thoughts about uh, uh, such a loss to our community.
3: Very much is a, it's a special loss, and he was absolutely a great guy. Think about his uh, career arc. He went from an auto mechanic in California to playing junior college at Cypress College in LA area, to going to UCLA, the head coach was Larry Brown. He was, he was on a really a good team where he scored a total of, Jake, 56 career college points. And then Frank Layden, that smart guy, the Utah Jazz architect, drafted Mark Eaton in 1982, in the fourth round, and most of all, Jake, he gave him a three-year contract. And so Mark always told me that when Frank gave him that three-year guaranteed money, that really said to him that he belongs and that the skill set developed and absolutely his whole persona became into the viewpoint, and he absolutely was a special player. I coached him, Jake, as you alluded to, and I have so many just quick stories. Here's one. Um, back in 1992, the jazz, that was the Rodney King uh, year. The Jazz were playing the Clippers, and we were, you know, that was a troubling time in the country. And so we stayed in the hotel literally for, for six days, only going to practice and finally playing. So Mark and I had some really deep discussions in the lobby of the hotel, talking about race, race relationships, but also the NBA in general. let fast forwarded About two weeks later, the Jazz are in the conference finals for the first time. We're playing the uh, Portland Trailblazers, who really had a good team. Hit some of the big guys. I remember uh, Kevin Duckworth, Buck Williams, Mark Bryant, Cliff Robinson, uh, Wayne Cooper. So after practice during that uh, playoff run versus the uh, Trailblazers, Mark says to me, Hey, Gordy, let's go for a ride. So suddenly, Jake and Gordon, I'm Mark Eaton's wingman in his beautiful, like 19, I want to say 62, with the big fins and power convertible, and I'm his wing guy, Jake. And we're, we're driving up to Immigration Canyon, Canyon, without a care in the world. And then we stop at Roots Diner, we have lunch, and then the world's almost perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a great guy, no doubt about that. Gordy, let me ask you uh, a question. As you watch the Jazz in these playoffs and you see how they move the ball, you see how they punish teams from beyond the arc, you see how if they, they stress getting the ball to Rudy Gobert so he can flush it down low. If you are the opposing coach, how do you defend this offense?
3: Well, well, the way you would try to attempt to defend it is be maniacal and just technique-wise, it all starts when Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson, they penetrate way too easy. Now, it's good for those guys. So in jazz basketball, it's positive. So, suddenly, Mike Conley's in the lane, and he freezes it to help defensive player, which was last night was uh, Valachunas and Jaron Jackson, Jr., and that gives Rudy that uh, alley lane, either for the law pass or uh, a pass directly to him by his numbers for dunking. So, you've got to do a better job of ball-containing. Now, if you do that and take away Rudy as far as interior, then that kick-out pass to the corner, and that's when the Jazz really exploited. it. The Jazz, you, you know, you, you know the numbers. The Jazz are first in the NBA in three-point shooting mates per game at 16.7, and that's the that's regular season. But in this playoff series, the Jazz is shooting 41.1 from threes, and that's been a huge difference maker. So, ball containment and do a better job of close out to the corners.
2: Donovan Mitchell uh, comes back, coach, and the Jazz have gone 3-0 and since. And I know we've asked you uh, similar questions to this in the past, but just what has his presence done for the team in these past three games?
3: It gives them well – a franchise-type scorer, and that's Donovan. Sometimes doesn't shoot straight, but that guy can score the ball in different ways. And he's a clutch performer. And you saw last night's game where he struggled so much shooting, but he got to the foul line and he created a penalty point by driving the ball and they were fouling him or kicking it out for the corner three or the, the dish pass to a Rudy Gobert. So what he does is that no matter what happens on a short clock, he can get a good shot based on his skill level and his athleticism, and he can, and he can make plays, and that's what his greatest uh, his contribution is. Let's not forget, Jake, Do you realize that he's the all-time leaning jazz performer in playoff history, and more than Carl Malone, more than Adrian Dantley, more than Pete Maveridge, as far as points-per-game average. Donovan right now is averaging 27.4 points-per-game in the playoffs, so that his value is that he scores the ball out of innate abilities.
1: What are you seeing out of Mike Conley that's making him effective?
3: Well, right now Gordon, he's playing in lockstep, so what he's doing that he's a he's the uh, ultimate second side of the floor scorer and playmaker. So you talk about with Donovan with the ball making plays, and so does Jordan Clarkson. Mike Conley often's on the other side of the floor, but then the Jazz play that uh, that great swing-swing pass offense, and now the ball comes to Michael Conley, and then he goes into what? His... Uh, Really cerebral-type game. So last night's game in that fourth quarter, when they played that switch defense, the Grizzlies, who fought hard uh, during the battle, Mike made those back-to-back threes because the defense switched on him and they, they backed up on him, and he read the play purposely. So when they play him tightly, he drives around it with a shoulder game. When they back off, he makes that uh, three. So here's the quick numbers. Mike Conley in this series versus the Grizzlies, he's averaging 20 points per game, shooting 53-3 from three-point range, averaging 10.3 assists, and he's from the foul line perfect, 10 for 10. So he, uh, himself and Donovan and the half of Jordan Clarkson, not as far as his ability, but when he's on the floor, those guys have dominated the Grizzlies on perimeter.
2: So, Coach, I want to ask you this question. I asked I asked it to Booner the other night, but uh, rewind to Game 3 for a second with me. In the fourth quarter, the, the Grizzlies work it all the way back. They get the game tied. They take the lead by two. At that point, the Jazz totally reversed the momentum, shut the door, and ended up winning the game going away. My question to you is, how hard is that to do? When the, the moment you lose a lead, you lose the momentum, the other team takes the lead, you, you figure, man, they're really on a run and then the Jazz just stopped them dead in their tracks and one going away. How hard is that to do?
3: Difficult, absolutely. And by the way, other guys are good. I mean, the Grizzlies, to their credit, they're, they're trying to get the knockout punch versus the Jazz. The Jazz didn't cooperate. In that game, the Jazz defense really got into the passing lanes. They were much more physical without fouling. So suddenly during that, that sequence, Donovan's in the passing lane. So is a Royce O'Neill, So is Boyan Bondanovic. And it made it very uncomfortable. And when those guys penetrated I me in the Grizzlies, Rudy Gobert had the perfect angle to challenge shots and then he got defensive rebound. So a lot of times when you're you increase your defensive activity, you shoot the ball better. And that was a classic example in the last four minutes of that game with the Jazz defense. Uh, kicked it up three gears and went for the knockout punch on the road. And that was a terrific win, and that propelled the Jazz to win last night. Up 3-1. Usually it's only 13 times, Jake and Gordon, in history of the NBA, that a team uh, up 3-1 lost a series. Now, I know you're going to say, that's what, that was the Jazz last year. You're, you're exactly right. The never Nuggets worth, did it twice out of the 13 times historically. Down 3-1, beat the Jazz. Down 3-1, beat the Clippers. But most times, generally speaking, you're up 3-1, you're going to go for the knockout punch.
1: So maybe you just answered my question, but it would be this. If you were to guess, Gordy, what do you think is likely to happen from here on out in this series? Do the Jazz close it out uh, on Wednesday night, or is there something else at foot here?
3: No, the Jazz will close it out Wednesday night. Usually speaking, in a close game, it's a fierce battle, and both teams compete with unbelievable urgency. One squad to stay alive, the other group is to advance on, and that's the Jazz. So it will be an ugly game tomorrow night in a, in a, as a compliment where the, both teams are going to play incredible fierceness. And in that So there'll be erratic shooting, there'll be long-scoring droughts, but the Jazz are, are a better team depth-wise. They have the, they have the, the two franchise uh, anchors, meaning Donovan and Rudy Gobert defensively and also on the boards. And the other guys are the youngest team in the NBA that's playing in the playoffs, and they are certainly willing, but they're showing their signs of inexperience of making plays. So the Jazz should advance, which is absolutely critical to get some well-deserved rest. And this time of year, in the first round, it's good. Rest is positive, where you're waiting for a quote, not not to get ahead, but a next-round opponent.
2: Uh, Coach Gordon Chiesa with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask this question, coach, but we've got John Moran in the series and Donovan Mitchell in the series, and there's no question that they're emerging stars, NBA stars, but there are also players that I think could be better on the defensive end and that would even take them to another level uh, the, uh, as more complete players. When it comes to coaching offense, you know, you tell a player to go get up a zillion free throws or, or shoot threes or whatever, all this fun stuff to do. How, how is that different from coaching a player to get better defensively?
3: Because defense is an intangible. So you mentioned about shooting free throws, a rainbow a, a three-point shots, scoring. It's a visual, and it's ingrained in the players. If I score, that means I have value. But from a team standpoint, now it gets interesting, especially in playoff basketball. Jake, in the fourth quarter, if I'm John Morant type talent, and that's the catch word talent, I've got to guard my, I can score the ball and make plays. Yes, you can. But as in the, the maturation of players, they've gotta guard their position, whether it's on ball, whether it's off ball, or whether whether you play switch defense. And that's how that's how the that's how the teams are judged. But players don't think like that, Jake. So over a period of getting punched in the face in the playoffs you finally emerge. For so example, Jake, you just described Devin Booker, right? So right. big-time scorer. You love his game offensively. Oh, by the way, his defense has been erratic historically. They get this guy called Chris Paul. He uplifts the group uh, daily in practice, and he sees what he does defensively, and then suddenly the other sidekick player, meaning star player, Devin Booker, Jake, he suddenly guards the ball better, and screening action, he gets over the screen, and he tries to, to his credit, in and, and the maturing process, guard his position. And that'll be John Morant within a year or two. It, but it's, this, this thing called the playoffs, it's always painful. Just don't make it fatal.
1: Gordy, in this series, we've seen the Grizzlies complain to the officials a lot about getting called for fouling jazz three-point shooters, crowding their landing space and whatnot. And I I think that is a foul, and I think that's a fair call. Sometimes, though, I see a player, especially like a John Morant, who goes up into the air on a shot, and he is flying forward into the defender, and the defender gets called for the foul. Have you noticed that, and is that— is that the way it should be?
3: No, exactly. I it very much. So exactly. So those airborne talents, whether it's in the lane or at the three-point line, they're jumping to. They're jumping into defensive players of space defensively. So Gordon, the counterpunch to that is that when I play closeout defense, we're saying a three-point shot. I sprint three fourths of the distance at full speed. The one fourth where I judge, uh, judge myself. I break into a stance and. What most players do wrong, they try to contest the shot with both hands and that's when the shooter jumps into the player's both hands and creates a foul. Or he creates a foul lower body, lending to the defensive player's space. So what you want to do is contest with one hand and not, and so make that referee see only one hand contest. When Morant in the lane right now is the principle of verticality is that when you're guarding him or help defense, you've got to show up straight. And we call that show the referees your, your wrist. In other words, you don't, put your, you don't snap your wrist defensively. You keep your wrist up high. So we call that heaven stance. My, my, my wrists are pointing towards heaven. Please, Lord, don't call a foul
2: coach uh, i want to uh, just to step away from the jazz for one second uh ask you about the clippers and the mavericks and just a two-part question in your career how many playoff series have you seen where the road team wins the first four games because it's got to be unbelievably rare and second part to that is what have the clippers figured out
3: it's absolutely very rare as a matter of fact uh the road team is a uh is really perfect this year uh, in that series. So both both the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks have won both times on the other team's floor. So it's absolutely a rarity. So what I've seen is this: is that the Clippers, uh, the first two games, were hanging out. They didn't play hard. And the Mavericks, to their credit, they really uh, played well and shot well. And the, their bench guys played terrific. Now. In Dallas, it was the opposite, and I know right now that Luka Dodgers is hurt with that with that neck injury where he, he has a hard time turning his neck to make plays, and he's lost peripheral vision. But the Clippers, led by the two really terrific talents, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they have really absolutely played both sides of the ball, and that's been the biggest difference where they're able to... Um, They can't stop them offensively. Here's here's Kawhi Leonard, Jake. Hit some quick numbers about Kawhi in his playoffs. He's averaging 33 points per game, 52.7 field goal percentage, 47.6 from threes, 8.5 rebounds, and 87.5 from the foul line. Then his sidekick, Paul George, averaging 25 points a game. So their star players are playing like stars in a supporting cast. But, Jake, interestingly in Gordon, they made a slight change. So instead of starting Zubats, who we all like as a young center, they start uh, Nicholas Platoon to try to slow down somewhat Luka Doncic, and they move Marcus Marge to be a small center. So they went ultra small in the last two games, and that's been beneficial.
1: When you see a player like Doncic start to miss his free throws the way he has in this series, Gordy, what's going on there?
3: amazing about his three throw shooting he's only shooting 40.6 from the three throw line yikes 13 for 32 you know what it is he's absolutely so tired mentally so his touch is really good in other words he's a he, think about his three point shot he's shooting 40% from three and 40% from the foul line really and the reason why is there's so much pressure on him mentally, physically, spiritually to carry his team when he gets to the foul line that he's exhausted mentally. It's no excuse, though, even though he's in great shape, is that he's, he's shooting really the ball really as a lazy shot. And that's affected his group right now. And, you know, Gordon, speaking of foul, shoot, foul shooting... Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Giannis also, even though the Bucks, you know, knocked out the, the Heat four games to zero, uh, zero, pardon me, but Giannis has struggled from the foul line. So Giannis is only shooting from the foul line, only 60, uh, 63% this, this series, and from three point range, Giannis is shooting one for 16 from threes in the playoffs so far.
1: So if you're coaching guys like that, what do you say to them?
3: Okay. What you say to them is that when you get fouled, you've got to walk away. You got to get. You you got to get yourself composed. Get yourself composed, and close your eyes and think about the ball going in, and remember the mechanics of shooting. Because it's absolutely critical. Think about it. When guys miss shots, most times they're, they're too much on their heels versus being on their toes on their release point. And also they're shooting the ball flat versus what? Upward. Is that you, you've got to be, you be up on your toes, release point, and, keep, and shoot with a, a mid-arc to the basket. And when you don't do that, that means what? The mechanics are poor most times based on leg weariness and also mental fatigue.
2: You know coach it's it's certainly not a controversial opinion to say the Lakers aren't as good without Anthony Davis but uh, I was surprised the other day how um, non impactful the rest of the role players were on that Lakers team if he has to miss a few games how much trouble are they in
3: They're in deep trouble that even though they're they have an elite talent in LeBron is that they're absolutely in trouble. And part of it is the locally here, Jake. Let's describe right now uh, Kyle Kuzma. So, Kyle Kuzma, the former youth player, he's shooting right now 24% in this series from the field. That's the good part, Jake and Gordon. It's even worse than that. 18% from threes. Oof. So Anthony Davis is not there because of the string left groin just isn't in play that they've got to get scoring out of Kuzma. and I don't mean like 8 points a game. I mean like he's got to get like 26 and 14 rebounds and impact to help LeBron as far as trying to carry a load because without Anthony Davis uh, they need other players not to step up, Jake, but really, truly outplay the other guys of the Suns who are playing terrific. Let's add to this. Injuries are all part of the playoffs. How about Chris Paul? He's playing with one shoulder, and it's his left shoulder. His right shoulder his shooting arm, is absolutely bruised, and it's beat up. Last game... It's amazing, Jake and Gordon. He gets 18 points, 9 assists, 3 steals, and most of all, no turnovers in that game where the, where the Suns beat the Lakers in LA 192. That's how tough he is mentally, and that's what, what, a, what a tremendous leader he is with that group.
1: So, Gordy, Jake and I always uh, anticipate your list. I understand you have
3: one today. Yes, we do. This list today is right right on about Chris Paul and about Mike Conley as far as being pass-happy. This list today, uh, Jake and Gordon, is the NBA all-time playoff career assist leaders the top 10 career-wise. Number 10, the late great Kobe Bryant had 1,040 playoff assists. Number 9, from Chicago Bulls, Scottie Pippen, 1,048. Number eight. He coached the Brooklyn Nets right now. Steve Nash, via Canada, via uh, via South Africa, where he was born. He uh, had, he has he had 1,061 assists. Number seven. One of the all-time greatest players, scorers, etc. Larry Bird with 1,062. All right, number six, he's playing right now, as we speak, vastly underrated, Rajon Rondo, sixth all-time in playoff assist with 1,109. Number five, he's a Frenchman. Every, every jazz uh, fan loves this guy, despite being the, uh, the enemy, Tony Parker, 1,143. Number four, great player, Hall of Fame, assistant coach of the L.A. Lakers, Jason Kidd. 1,263. Number three, our fan favorite, without objective talking about him, John Stockton, third all-time, 1,839. And add to that, he averaged 10.1 assists per game. All right, number two, Jake just talked about him a, a few minutes ago. LeBron James is second all-time in assists with 1,905 and counting. And the number one all-time assist leader in the history of the NBA playoffs is Magic Man, Magic Johnson, 2,346 assists, which comes to 12.3 assists per game. So that's our top ten. And the last point about this is that what about the mailman? The mailman scored so many points in rebounds, but do you realize this, Jake and Gordon, that call is number 41 all-time in assist in the history of uh, the NBA with 610, averaging 3.2 assists in 193 games.
2: Hmm. How about it? Coach, uh, thanks for coming on, as always. We look forward to our conversations.
3: Thanks, guys. Peace out. Stay well.
2: Back at you, Coach. Coach Gordon Chiesa with us here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, when you're counting
1: up those assists, uh, two things come to mind when you talk about playoff assists. The first is, well, there's three. First is how talented the guys are. But also, you got to be in the playoffs and be playing on a good team. And third is related to that. you got to have guys who make shots because you don't get the assist
2: if the shot isn't made. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the, playoff stats are kind of funny to talk about because it really does depend on how many playoff games you play. Unless you're talking about averages, I suppose. But even then, it's, it's skewed, right? Well, I guess you could say,
1: well, if you're that great a player, you would have your team in the playoffs.
2: With well, who, playoff opportunity. I right? suppose. Who was the, the longtime uh, Saints player that racked up all the yards but never could get to the playoffs? Oh, wasn't it Manning Sr.? Archie? Yeah. Wasn't it Archie who, who racked up a lot of yards and always on a bad team? Uh yeah, probably. Kind of who's 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 the modern day that who uh let's think uh Stafford for the Lions? <laughs> now the Rams. Now the Rams who everybody thinks like, "Oh yeah, that guy's pretty good, but yet never has won a, a single thing in his career." I really feel bad for people like that, you know, who who are uh,
1: you know, talented but but dragged down
2: by their teammates. You yeah. can relate to that, huh? <laughs> It's
1: so frustrating, (laughs) Dave. It's so, so frustrating.
2: Speaking of frustrating things, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining (laughs) us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, if you've got some frustration because you've been struggling with ED, listen up. What's going on, Andrew?
4: Hey, that's right. If you're frustrated in the bedroom, uh, and so many guys are, in fact, I think that uh, the men we treat, that's probably 5% of, of the guys that are suffering out there. Uh, So many guys have heard us. They come in, they get our treatments for the ED, and they say, I have been hearing you for years and finally decided I was so embarrassed. And then they always say, it wasn't as bad as I thought getting these treatments. I kind of envisioned some horrible thing, and it's so easy. Uh, The acoustic wave is a 10-minute treatment over a few times, over two or three weeks, and it gently opens up the blood vessels, that's it. Uh, you'll be amazed what can happen in the bedroom when we improve blood flow, get the circulation going. Guys are relying less or not at all on the pill. Uh, they're turning back the clock in the bedroom. And it's backed by 45 clinical studies saying this works and it's the new standard of care for ED.
2: So for those folks out there who putting up with side effects from the pill or, heaven forbid, doing the injections, uh, this, this sounds much better.
4: Yeah, this is much better. I'm yet to meet a guy that doesn't experience some kind of side effects. Also, they're taking more and more of the pill, more injections, and then getting more side effects as their body builds up a tolerance. I have never seen a side effect from acoustic wave therapy. I've never seen anybody say, I was bruised or there was a recovery time. There's none of that. It's totally non-invasive and easy. And the Cambridge study, three weeks of treatment. So Let's call it the end of June. You could be done and and getting that intimacy back.
2: Wow. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on the schedule. And you're taking all the risk out of it for our listeners.
4: We really are. Uh, You can come in, meet with our doctor. He'll do an assessment, basically see if you're approved for the treatment, if you're a good candidate, if the ED really is a blood flow problem. Uh, And then you can decide from there. A lot of guys say, hey, I'll call you in two years. Um, but it's all no charge, and we're also including a little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom, and you'll love. So a lot of free uh, call us now.
2: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Uh, Don't forget, Bowler joins us at 5, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. What time? Is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, God, This is your Jazz at 30 update.
2: Ring the 30-point bell. Bell, bell, bell. All right, the Utah Jazz take a commanding three games to one lead in their best-of-seven playoff series against the Memphis Grizzlies thanks to a 120-113 win last night in Memphis. Uh, the Utah Jazz will be back at it coming up tomorrow night to try and close out the series. But here is Rudy Gobert talking about what changed for him as he turned it on in the second half.
0: We you know we were really satisfied with the way we were playing in the first half. Even though we had five points, we really felt like we could we you know would our better offensively and defensively. So you know, just uh keep our head, you know, uh keep moving the ball and uh and defensively, you know, get get back, and communicate with each other. It sounds pretty simple, but you know, when we stop doing that, uh, you know, they, they usually make a run. So we, we really have to, have to clean that up. And I think we, I thought we did a, a much better job in the second half.
2: Game five here at Vivint Arena will tip off at 7.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 630 Uh, If there is a need for Game 6, it will be on Friday. This update brought to you by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. That is Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net.
0: What do you want? You're locked on to the big show. Presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: out to all the folks that uh, requested T-Pain. Songs about pain is our theme today on a total request Tuesday. I want to remind you about our friends at Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing in jumbo loans. I have an MBA topic I want to get to uh, here in a sec, Gordon, but I, I, I just re-saw this video during the break. Have you seen the, the video that's going viral out there of the, uh, I guess it's a teenage gal, I guess she's like 19, something like that, who chases off a bear that is climbing her fence to get into her backyard, and she's got three dogs, and the bear is kind of coming over the fence to get after the dogs. And no kidding, this this woman, running start, body blocks the bear off of the fence onto the other side of the fence, scoops like Two of the dogs and chases the third like into the house i mean it it's it's uh i mean I guess if you're you're a true pet lover out there, I mean it's absolutely heroic but i i just I just don't know that's that's here gordon let me let me let me cue this up for you here buddy let me let me let you have a look at this seventeen yeah, check okay. this out Gordon, okay, watch this. Watch this woman. That bear is getting after the dogs. This woman, bam! Bear, no, other I, side. That, that's not a good idea. Scoops the dogs out of here. That is not a good idea. You would not body block the bear? No. I Well, <laughs> those are your, those are Where your pets. Where did that happen? I don't know.
1: Because <laughs> aren't they saying bears are on the loose here in Utah? This is
0: uh, Southern California. Wow. Haley Marinico is her name.
2: Yeah, I... I Gutsy I, performance, I, I, Haley. But, no! Don't encourage that. What's she supposed to do? Just w- sit there and watch Yogi Wait. make a picnic out of her dog? The Wait. bear's
0: got two cubs with
2: her. Also on the wall. So this is a mama bear. That that That's dangerous. Now, well, yes, that's dangerous, yeah. Can't you no call kidding. your
1: dogs? Just say, hey, Rover, come here, come here, come here. And they come running and you let them in the house? That bear's about to pounce.
2: The bear's not like nosing through the trash. That bear's on the fence looking to. to... So, Jake, you got to admit, as you watch
1: that video, is that what you would encourage your 17 year old daughter
2: to do? I don't think so. I don't think it's what I'd do myself. But she saved her dogs. Yeah, but she saved them, but in a way that is not the best idea. What are you talking about? That was, a, that was a perfectly executed move right there. She knocked that bear, a bear, right off of a wall. And what would happen if she'd run over there and that bear you know, let its claws out and swatted her across the neck? See, that's the thing, though. She had the element of surprise. That bear never expected that woman what, to do that. What, what do you mean? The bear saw her coming the whole way. Never expected that. Bear's probably thinking, look at this crazy woman. I'm a bear. <laughs> the next thing you know, you know what that bear's doing? Peeling itself up off the uh, off the ground and, on the and other side of the wall. What if
1: she would pushed the bear off the wall and the bear had jumped right over the wall? What
2: if that didn't happen? I know, but it could have. Well, could have. How do you leave the front door in the morning? <laughs> A lot of stuff could have happened in between here and there. Man,
1: that not the best move. I bet I bet you uh, every national park ranger in the in the world would tell you. Any in the country would tell you never to do that. What are those? Ranger softies? Garrett Bowles?
2: Those softies, no. Garrett, oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot <laughs> about that. What is he doing these days? Maybe she
1: should have like brought out like a slab of beef or something and chucked it over the wall so that the bear would have gone after it then.
2: You have slabs of beef handy? Right, and what <laughs> she chose to do worked just fine. Are we ignoring that fact that the, that she absolutely... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get
0: the slab of beef!
2: She it's absolutely happening. cross-checks this bear off of the wall.
0: This is what we trained for!
2: 17-year-old girl versus...
1: A big old bear. And she, she won. won. <laughs> she won. She could have just as easily
2: got could've. maimed for life. Not just as easily. She won. That was a perfectly executed that, that, move that right was, there. That was one <laughs> in 50. You are so... She had a one in
1: 50 shot for that to end up that way.
2: I'm surprised the bear didn't jump right back over and attack her. What are you talking about? She pushed it. It was like on its back on the other side of the wall. Oh, and you don't
1: think a bear could jump back up and jump over that wall? That wall wasn't that high. Hmm.
0: It, it, to be fair, it did jump right back up with one leap, but it the, they had two babies with it, and they had scrambled into the tree. Well, yeah, and it but that's even them.
1: worse. You, I mean, you don't mess with a
0: mama bear. She was protecting her babies. I know. So she ran to them and let the lady leave. This is this is dog mama getting the best of bear mama.
1: Now I understand that uh, you know if don't they say that you're supposed to be aggressive with a black bear? uh and, and to kind of scare it off because most black bears really aren't interested in attacking you or something i i hope i'm not giving out don't uh, take my word on that who
2: is they yeah who is they and i believe you're putting life, lives in danger right now this poor woman can handle herself anyway uh real quick basketball topic i wanted to bring you know you- they do bring up bear
1: spray does that work is that like shark spray <laughs> What's in bear spray?
2: Is it like pepper spray or
1: something? A bear! A bear!
2: What's in mace? Yeah, I'm sure it's just like that, but stronger. Mm. Why, you want to make your own? (laughs) No, I just, uh, I'm worried out
1: there because they say the bears are on the prowl. A bear drove a car, drove it down a hill, crashed it, and then pooped in the driver's seat and then left. I read about it like two weeks ago, right here in Utah. The bears were getting, uh, you know, because of the drought or something. They were coming down into the into neighborhoods and stuff. This
2: sounds like an old wives' tale to me, like something you heard from your neighbor or something.
1: I I read it from a reliable news source,
2: which was I I can't remember which one. It was your sports
1: report one day, wasn't it?
2: I can't remember which one is a very reliable source, though. By the way.
1: I'm just telling you right now, don't mess with an angry bear. It was the Davis Clipper, and then it went under.
2: The Davis County Clipper? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the one you could trust. That was it? On bears. On bears. Um, Strict bear topic. Their bear reporting was (laughs) renowned. Barely readable. Oh, and mean. And that's unbearable. (laughs) All right. Bear bear uh, up. Market update. Bear down? Sorry, NBA Max. topic, sorry. No, that's all right. The oh. moment's passed. We can get to it later. <laughs> Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: <laughs> number one. Make us your number one present. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: Oh, hey, guys. Jake here to tell you about my friends at Peach Building Products, and they are amazing, a locally-owned and operated company. They are passionate Utah jazz fans. In fact, stop by and talk a little basketball with Cindy. She is absolutely terrific. I was over at their showroom the other day and it is beautiful and they want to get the word out to Zone listeners that they are uh, doing it better. Peach Building Products has been Utah's premier window and door retailer combining the uh, beauty and technology on windows and doors since 1993. Mm -hmm. They can do custom stuff. If you've got something in mind that is specifically what you want, they can help you. They've got uh, a total turnkey operation, meaning no high-pressure sales, no subcontractors, no ghosting. Uh, they uh, will sell you their windows, and then their crews will install their windows and back it up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to to satisfied customers. They're big into customer service. That's kind of what they've been built on. It's their reputation, and they live up to it. Uh, uh, Cindy's great. Her her whole thing is uh, no answering machines if uh, at ever possible. You're going to talk to a human. They understand that sometimes issues arise and they're going to work with you and work through the problem. You know, how many folks out there have uh, texted a contractor or subcontractor only to be ghosted and never hear from them for months on end? That is not what they do. So find out what they can do for you. Peachbuildingproducts.com is their website. They're very proud of it. Jump online. Uh, they've got uh, over 255 star reviews on Google. You can also call them eight oh 801 556 That's 801 556 1255. Or go to the showroom. The showroom is just beautiful. 2940 South, 300 West. That's Peach Building Products and PeachBuildingProducts.com.
0: When the Jazz take the court in the NBA Playoffs, you'll hear every moment on The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 975 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Pailing. Without love, pain, I can't get enough pain.
2: I like it rough, because I'd rather feel pain than nothing at all. Big Show, it is time for a market update, brought to you by our friends at tri Trading. Now, anyone can be a day trader. Visit trydaytrading.com. Gordon, how'd the markets do today? Well, the S&P, Jake, was off two points. Yeah!
1: <laughs> the Dow, however... Was up nearly 46 points. Viola. The Nasdaq, however, was off 12.26 points.
2: Shut the bleep up, you clickbait, ambulance-chasing, dirtbag piece of bleep. <laughs> Man, you are one angry soul. No, that's what uh, somebody's agent called Sham Sharania. It sounds like your voice. It does. sure did. Uh, I was Saying
0: those it. words in that order. Uh-huh. Should we hear it again, just to yeah. make sure? Uh-huh.
2: Shut the bleep up, you clickbait ambulance chasing dirtbag piece <laughs> of bleep. Hey, I'm Jake Scott. Yep, sounds the same. Was that whose agent was it? Was it Bradley Beal's agent? No, it was Jim. No, it was Jim. Uh, <laughs> very funny. It was Jimmy Butler's agent. That's who it was. Because Sham said that there was a disconnect between Jimmy and the coaching staff. Well, it sounded like that was what you said.
1: That was you saying that. To whom, though? To us, to the audience, I, I believe, oh, okay. right? That's why we took it.
0: Clickbait piece of bleep.
2: <laughs> can I? Uh, can I get to my basketball yes. topic now? Is yeah, that okay? Please do. Hey, we've got uh, what's going on at <coughs> top of the four o'clock hour. Bowler. I'm at, sure, will uh, be scintillating. Bowler at five. What? My basketball topic? You know, on a sports show. Let's go. Why come on, on, come are you so on. mean? We started off the show so well. I'm not mean. I've been saying nice I, things about your whole show. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> that was so mean right there. I was kidding. Go ahead. Is there something uh, no, else you would no, like I'm to really, get to? No, I'm really eager to find out. We have a few minutes left in the segment. Yeah. You want to well, dive into something? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, let's do it. Okay, because, uh, you know, I thought we'd talk a little basketball, yeah. and this isn't jazz related, but we'll get some jazz coming up in the next segment. Yeah. Did you happen to watch the end of the Wizards-Philadelphia 76ers game? I did not. So the uh, Wiz, when things got close there in the fourth quarter. Let's go. And, yeah, I just used your joke. uh, Went with the Hacka Simmons approach. Oh, did they? They did. And uh, Ben Simmons for the game ended up going 5 for 11 but in this particular stretch he could not make both free throws. And as a result, the Wizards traded two for one and ended up pulling away to win, 122 to 114, to uh, stay in the series. And, of course, Joel Embiid going out injured. He's already going to be out for the, the next game, for Game 5. But um, Isn't that kind of embarrassing for a guard to be hacked like that? Yes, and this this brings me back to something I've been very consistent about, and you that's that been. Ben Simmons is Can't not shoot. the superstar that everybody <laughs> pretends that he is because he cannot do basically the most important element of basketball and he can't even hide the fact that he can't do that and how embarrassing is that to have another team you, Rudy was so embarrassed by it he spent the whole offseason working on his free throws you remember that mm-hmm. offseason yeah and he came back and he's at least a decent free throw shooter now where you statistically can't employ that tactic he has to have worked on it he has to have but how can you be an elite guard, as you put it, wing player, whatever, in this league. And, and we're talking people have already anointed him a superstar. How can you be that when your sheer presence on the floor is going to lose your team a basketball game down the stretch? So what you're suggesting there is that the NBA's former rookie of the year is not as good as he thinks he is? Well, it's certainly flawed enough in one major component of the game. That he cannot be the elite player everybody says he is. He looked pretty elite against the Jazz when he scored all those points against them, though, didn't he? And who won that game? (laughs) Yeah, but. And how many did Jordan Clarkson score on him? (laughs) But here's Doc Rivers. I don't remember how many he had. He had a lot, didn't he? Over forty. It was like forty-one. Here's what Doc Rivers said: "Quote, you guys keep this Ben Simmons narrative going." which is freaking insane. Ben is not a 40-point guy. I just don't understand why this is not sinking in in this city. If I'm Ben, I'd get tired of it. Celebrate him and all things he does well, unquote. Yeah, but when you miss free
1: throws and it costs, it could conceivably be the tipping point in a playoff game.
2: This this right here is not only not smart of, of Doc Rivers, which we can dive into but also is ridiculous <laughs> because the other team fouled him on purpose. Yeah. Because they knew it was their best shot at pulling away for so a win. So why
1: would you compliment your player in a situation like that as opposed to say, yeah, uh, there's a there's something that needs to be worked on and maybe it's because he doesn't want to destroy his confidence more, but
2: It's not exactly speaking the truth. Doc would have had a better chance at winning the game, pulling him off the floor. So then when fans get bent out of shape about Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, I I find it a curious tactic. And Doc doesn't need to slam his player, I get that. But here he is, like, basically gaslighting the city of Philadelphia, (laughs) where he said, in this city. I don't know why this isn't sinking in. In this city. I don't know, Doc. Because the watch? (laughs)
1: <laughs> see i think the fans of philadelphia get a bad rap those are those are good sports
2: fans in there. this case they certainly doc rivers can't you can't just say the problem doesn't exist when it's obvious to anybody who watches yeah yeah you're right and all it does is draw more attention to it yes that's a great point yeah, it's like shooting flares in the air you know don't look here Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You could even turn it – here, I'll, I'll give Doc a pointer. You could even turn it to, hey, we have all the confidence in the world that he's going to make those free throws, and maybe he had a tough night tonight, but if it comes down to that circumstance again, we are gonna. Uh, we think that he can make them. Even if you spin it into, I have confidence in the guy, something. Yeah, doesn't... don't complain about those who are complaining. Right. <laughs> I don't get that. A lot yeah. of coaches do that. I don't get it. It's a little bit defensive. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, hey, if you're out there doing dealing with ED, uh, do something about it and, and do something that makes a lot of sense, uh, uh, Andrew, with this treatment with Wasatch Medical Clinic. It's not just treating the symptom. It's treating the problem.
4: That's exactly right. One of the leading causes of erectile dysfunction is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow. And you're right, Jake, a lot of guys don't do anything about it. In fact, two-thirds of men with ED uh, do not seek treatment. And I would assume that the relationship is suffering. Maybe they don't want to take the pills. The pills go after the symptoms of erectile dysfunction. They cause headaches. Our treatments go to the root cause uh, and improve blood flow. It's really easy when you get more blood flow in this area when the timing is right in the bedroom, that's a great thing. And most men could benefit from it. So a great alternative to the pills and really helping the intimacy for a lot of guys out there.
2: You mentioned the spouses, Andrew. You know, people forget there's two people involved in a relationship. I'm sure so you, you encounter a lot of grateful spouses.
4: We do. And a lot of spouses are calling us uh, now and saying, hey, my man has ED. We'd like, to co- we'd like to come in on Friday. I think that's so cool, by the way. Uh, a lot of spouses in the lobby, and and uh, this, is, this is something that definitely affects two people.
2: 801-901-8000, that's the number to call. And uh, get on the schedule, come in, and uh, find out if this is a good fit and maybe a little uh, something else, right?
4: Yes, a lot for free. And by the way, you can take the free, decline the treatments. Guys do that all the time, and we have no problem with it. Uh, there's no obligation. Uh, but call us the first step is the assessment and exam with our doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. Really cool, actually. uh, No charge. And you get that little gift that, very popular, recreationally even, it produces immediate results in the bedroom. Uh, It's all no charge.
2: 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.